Welcome to Unlimited Horizons, a podcast hosted by the International Association of Women. I'm your host and the president of IAW, Megan Bizzuto. This show features amazing women from the IAW community who are climbing the corporate ladder and taking their communities with them. Are you ready to be inspired? Let's get started. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Unlimited Horizons, the podcast by the International Association of Women, where each week I get to talk to some amazing influencers from within the IW community. And today we have such a special guest lined up. Norby Frere is joining us, and I'm so excited for you to hear her story and what she works on because her entire focus is mental health and something that I feel very passionate and strongly about that all women should have opportunities to, to focus and support their, their own mental health. So Norby, welcome. I would love if you could share a little bit about yourself, tell us what you do and, and your background. Thank you so much, Megan. I'm so excited to be here. A little bit about me. I'm a licensed professional counselor. So my day job, I guess I should say, is as a clinical director. I've been working in the mental health field for almost a decade now. Um, And so I work supervising programs that provide mental health services to adults and children um, throughout the country. So that's what I do in the daytime. Um, But I do have kind of a side business with my husband. We have a YouTube channel where we do videos regarding mental health and how to, you know, address the everyday issues that we all have. Um, And we try and approach it in a destigmatizing way. So we try and make them fun and quick and give you practical tips that you can use. Um, The channel is in Spanish, but it has English subtitles and um, we are also working on a podcast in English. So we are love it. trying to, everything mental health is our passion. So it's a little bit about me. I, I love it. And we are going to talk a little more about your YouTube channel here in a couple of minutes. Cause I have questions. Cause I, I've shared <laughs> earlier. I love Norby's YouTube channel. Um, even though I don't speak Spanish, I, I still benefit from, from her YouTube channel. Uh, so Thank let's, you. let's go back a little bit. How did you get started in the mental health field? So actually, um, my grandma was a, uh, diagnosed with paranoid schizophrenia. And when I was an adolescent, she moved in with us. Um, this was back in Colombia. I'm from Colombia originally. And she would just like have these episodes of paranoia and delusions. And she would tell me things like, honey, close the window because the guy in the motorcycle is going to come get me. And, and I just for some reason, I I was so intrigued by the fact that the mind could have such a a powerful force in somebody. And so that's where my spark for psychology started. And then once I went into my first few psychology classes, uh, I decided, you know, this is definitely something that I enjoy learning about, but I never thought of becoming a therapist. I actually became a hairdresser and would become a licensed cosmetologist and would do people's hair. But there's something about playing with somebody's hair and touching their head that makes them feel really comfortable. And they would start sharing all these stories with me. And a lot of times what they were going through and their conflicts and their marriages and their kids and like deep, dark secrets. And, you know, I felt like, okay, well, I don't know how to help you. (laughs) I'd love to listen more, but I don't know what to say. And so that's where my true calling to becoming a therapist started. And so then I went on and got my master's and then uh, I got my postmasters and now I'm working on my PhD. Um, and that's where everything started. 
that's an amazing pivot. And I love how you identified that skill of connecting with people and, and taking in all the information with this desire of, well, how can I help you? Right. I'm, I'm taking all of your, your problems and your challenges and issues in, but I want to do more. And I love the way you pivoted that. Um, you've shared before that there were challenges early in your life, dropping out of high school as a woman of color and a predominantly white educated society. How have those challenges helped shape and guide the career and support that you offer today? Oh my goodness. Um, yes. Talk about challenges <laughs> and having to grow a thick skin and, and especially, you know, being in leadership, um, even after, after becoming educated, it was still a challenge to try and find positions of leadership in a predominantly male world, um, especially when it comes to mental health. And mm -hmm. so, you know, I think resiliency has definitely built that and just being able to find the struggles as um, ways of not just growing for me, but for other people. That's been a big driver for me so far has been that, you know, I wish I would have had somebody to look to, to say, this is, can be done and you can be, you can be a leader. You can go to therapy and you're not crazy. You can be emotional and you're not being this woman that's, you know, going through that time of month. Right. So yep. all of those things have been a factor for me to try and get through things, become resilient and show other women and other people to say, look, it can be done and it's okay um, yeah. to be you. I love that. Such an inspiration. So a few, about two years, two years ago, I think you launched your YouTube channel. Yeah. Um, and I, so if you, if you're following us, you can see the YouTube channel, we'll link it in the show notes. Um, but the, this YouTube channel is great because it's, first of all, it's, it's shorter videos and it's answers to really specific real life questions and often things that there's stigma attached to them or the, the things we don't talk about or the things we don't want to talk about. So I want to know what prompted you to start this YouTube channel and what has the response been? Yeah. So this was our pandemic project. <laughs> so we had, um, actually about five, yeah, about five years ago, I was a multi-ethnic outreach director at a local um, psychiatric residential treatment facility. And I started a program for parents to teach them about just how to parent, how to be effective parents. And also if they had kids uh, that were going through behavioral issues or had some sort of diagnosis, how to effectively parent as well as take care of themselves and dealing with that. So um, I, I started um, a class for parents it grew quickly within a year we had over 150 families that had wow. uh, signed up and were coming on a weekly basis to these classes so after I left that program I actually still had a lot of people that would reach out and be like Norby I need some help my kid you know they just got kicked out of class and I don't know what to do and you know somebody else would be like I know you this is not related to my son but I'm thinking we're getting a divorce and I don't know what to do and will you talk to me and of course, I wanted to help all these people, but I just did not have a the time and the capacity to just like take on a bunch of private clients. And so in the pandemic, we had been talking with my husband about like, we got to find a way of putting something out there to help the community. And, you know, just not just the community here, but 
worldwide, really, because everybody's going through something. And that's where, you know, he does visual media marketing stuff. He's the the tech guy. <laughs> so <laughs> I said, you know, um, I'm willing to do this if you're willing to do the back end stuff and let's try it and see what happens. And within the two years that we've had, um, I think we've had over 140,000 views. Um, we have close to 3,000 monthly uh, followers. And then our Instagram, um, I think we had over 10,000 followers there as well. So the response has been great. People uh, comment, they share the content, they've reached out to say, you know, this is this is what I was looking for, some like free advice by a therapist, by a licensed clinician, because that's the other thing there is that there's a lot of people out there giving lots of advice, you know, put your thoughts yeah. into this water and like all these things that are not going to really help you if you if you don't need, you know, if you need professional help. Um, and so that was a big, uh, a big positive response that we've gotten. That's amazing. I love it. Um, how awesome you have that tech support at home that, that can help pull yes. it together. Uh, <laughs> the YouTube channel is Pregunta Ad Norby. Uh, we'll link, link to it in our show notes as well, but definitely check it out. Um, I'm not, a, I speak very little Spanish, but I enjoy watching the subtitle. <laughs> and you so. can also find it as ask Norby. That's what it means. Ask means ask. So, and yep. it's N-O-R-B-Y. So yes. Love it. Thank you. Uh-huh. Um, so I want to, I want to shift and talk specifically about women, because mm-hmm. as we know, women tend to carry a very heavy load of responsibility and we have a hard time saying no and setting boundaries, but how does a woman know that she's approaching burnout and what advice do you have for somebody who's feeling overwhelmed and like they've just taken on too much in the world? Sure. Yeah. Burnout, especially in our world nowadays is extremely common and it's sad because most of the time it happens to those of us that are highly motivated that, you know, are high achievers and it happens without a lot of warning. Um, it just kind of creeps up. And so it's really important to, to be able to find those signs when they start happening. Um, and so, and if you, if you think about burnout as a whole, basically it's just chronic stress and it's this chronic stress. So you're constantly go, go, go. You constantly have responsibilities and expectations and you don't take time to do self-care. And so this chronic stress leads to uh, a bunch of, of burnout signs. And some of those include becoming, um, feeling just exhausted, feeling forgetful, having this uh, insomnia, problem sleeping, feeling like you're ineffective, um, you have a lack of accomplishment. It doesn't matter how hard you work, you don't seem to reach your goals. And then some people can have uh, a feeling of detachment whether it's from their loved ones or from their passions or their love, they no longer find joy in the things that they do. Um, And some people can become a little cynic, like having those feelings of just no matter what happens, everything is negative and and, um, the attitude and everything starts to come down. So those are some of the signs. And then the more serious signs after somebody has ignored all of those small signs is that you can go into depression. Um, you can't start having angry outbursts um, and dealing with anger issues. And then ultimately you end up isolating yourself because if you're depressed, if you're angry and you, you know, everything around the world seems negative, people don't want to be around you and you don't want to be around people and you end up isolating. And that's when things get pretty serious. 
We're going to take a quick break to talk about the International Association of Women. We talk a lot about the challenges women face, and we know that the best way to overcome challenges is with a supportive community by your side. The International Association of Women is here to support you throughout your professional journey. No matter where you're at in your career or business, IAW has the resources, tools, programming, and events to help you make progress towards your goals. This includes frequent networking events where you can show up authentically and share your ask with the community, a resource library filled with eBooks and templates, and monthly workshops and webinars that are geared towards helping you maximize your potential. Visit www.iawomen.com to learn more about the IAW community and how IAW will help you fast track your success. All right, let's get back to the show. So do you have advice for if we're starting to feel overwhelmed or if we're starting to kind of see these signs, what do you, what do you advise women to do? So I think the biggest part is assessing the amount of stress that you have in your life. Um, if you don't take the time to stop and assess that and, and truly being honest with yourself and, um, and, and making a, a good, clear line of how much you can take and you can't take, um, that's the first step is, is create that. I love talking to people about creating a pie chart. And it sounds simple enough, but put a pie chart in a piece of paper and put 80 hours or how many hours a week and divide it and put this much time is for work, this much time is for housekeeping, this much time is for sleep, this much, you know, and truly see if you have any time left for you, if you have any time left for your family, for the things that you love. And you're going to see it, the, putting it down on paper makes it visual and really makes you stop and think. Um, and so that would be my first advice is to stop, do something like that, assess the level of stress, and then start thinking about what things can come off of your plate. Um, yeah. Another big thing, like you mentioned earlier, is learning to say no. <laughs> it seems simple enough, but it's, and I've definitely been guilty of that. You say yes to everything, thinking that you're doing um, the best thing by saying yes, and you end up burning out. So learning to say no and putting those boundaries, especially with those around you that, you know, your family, your mom, your dad, your siblings, your kids, it doesn't matter who, who it is, but you have to put up some boundaries and put yourself first. Yeah. I love what you said about creating a simple pie chart and just tracking, tracking. Cause we all have the same number of hours in every day and week. Yep. Right? And so it all adds up to something, the same thing. And when you actually sit there and track how many hours am I spending on each of these activities and then figuring out, okay, well, where can I carve out more time for me or where can I eliminate things? Um, I, and, but I also will reiterate what you said about boundaries and, and sort of identifying your boundaries, communicating your boundaries, but really enforcing those boundaries as well. Yeah. And just that you have the, the more you stick with them, the more people will respect them, but this is really hard work. I think I see yeah. a lot of women struggle with this. And if you are one of those people like myself that struggles with, uh, maybe not setting the boundary, but keeping the boundary. It's also really great to find an accountability partner. So whether that's your spouse or your BFF or somebody yeah. to say, hey, don't let me overcommit myself. <laughs> and when somebody asks me to do something and I say, yes, I need you to be that little voice to say, 
Yeah. Remember, remember what remember. we talked about. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I love, I love the accountability. I am a big fan of accountability partners. Um, but great, great idea there. So I've talked before about, I'm a big supporter of therapy and mental health. Um, can you share some insights into therapy and why it's so beneficial for women? Sure. I mean, it's beneficial for everybody, but I, yes. I mean, we're talking women specifically. I think it, it likely applies to many people, but sure. the, share a little more about the process and the benefits. Yeah. So a lot of times when people think about therapy, they, they picture this movie, right? And you lay down on a couch and you have somebody <laughs> asking you all these vague questions and, um, and, and that's not reality. And then you also have people that think therapy is coming to somebody with your problems and then you get a solution, right? Like, here I am, here's my problem. What do I do? And then they tell you what to do and then things are good. And that's also not what it is. So therapy is actually, um, being able to come to a place where you have somebody who's a trained listener. That's all that we do in counseling master promises. We become trained listeners to be able to pick up on the things that perhaps you're not able to see because you're in it, right? Like the, the wet water fish thing, right? If you're in yeah. water, you don't know it. So we're kind of on the outside and there's some things that we can catch on like themes and different um, maybe discongruencies. Of course, there's names for all these things, right? But sometimes you have some serious issues and maybe it's no not regular sadness. You're actually dealing with depression or maybe it's not just uh, being annoyed. You might actually have an explosive disorder, right? Or Maybe things are fine, but you're in a toxic, abusive relationship and you're not able to see that. And so coming to this person for this outside perspective um, is, is the process that happens in therapy. Now, a therapist, a good therapist, I should say, because of course, as in any profession, there's people out there that are not great, but a good therapist is actually not going to give you a solution, but they're going to help you find the best solution for you. And that's through, you know, empathetic listening and different clarifying questions and maybe pointing out things to you like themes and like patterns and things like that so that you do get and you grow because that we're, we're in one of the only professions that we're working ourselves out of a job all the time, right? Like we want you to not have to need us and not have to come to therapy so that you can just maintain on your own. So um, that's the true process of therapy. And then just like when you go to the doctor, right, you should be having checkups. Um, if you're going through some difficult things, we have a lot of adjustment that we have to do because we have marriages and births and divorces and deaths. And every time there's a big life event, things can get hard. And so we, um, we, we'd like to be there for people as a, as a maintenance thing. Yeah. I, I, I mean, as I've said, I've, I've been in therapy for a long time and my therapist, I love her. It, it's, it's, I see her every two weeks now and it's, it's a great hour of my time and it helps me <laughs> tremendously. Yeah. Um, but I think there's, there's so many benefits and I think it's, it's, if you don't have a therapist, go consider getting one. Yeah. Um, so oh, and the women, the women part, I forgot to say the women part. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, as women, we have additional uh, things that, that most men don't deal with. First of all is um, just physically, biologically, we go through a lot of hormonal changes and not to say that those are the reasons, but it is definitely an added stressor. If you're a mother and you've gone through pregnancy and you have kids and you have, um, you know, just the ongoing pressures of being a mom, that's 
also another big stressor. And then society as a whole, we are a minority, right? We are a, a group that has, uh, that continues to deal with depression in many ways. And so all of those things that the self-image um, that we have out there of, of what you're supposed to be like as a woman, regardless of your color, but even more as a woman of color, I mean, there's just so many added pressures that men don't have. Um, so it's even that much more important because of the rates of depression, the rates of anxiety, um, the rates of you know negative self-image are much higher in women than men. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, thank you for adding on the, the women yeah. component. So <laughs> as we wrap up here, can you share any final words of advice or encouragement for our listeners? Sure. Um, I think what I find most encouraging is to think about um, being vulnerable and what that means. And vulnerability is not a word that people like. Um, I find that vulnerability is something that people shy away from. And you can't build trust without vulnerability. You can't build trust with yourself. You can't build trust with other people without vulnerability. So my words of encouragement are is if, if being vulnerable is what's keeping you from either going to therapy and getting your own mental health uh, taken care of, or if you're not ready for therapy, but you are not being vulnerable with those around you that you do trust and love, to talk about how you're doing and how you're feeling, then start by being vulnerable with yourself and thinking about how that's a major step in you becoming the best version of yourself because everybody around you is ready to support you and give you that, you know, whatever you need in order for you to become the best version. So I would encourage everybody to be vulnerable and to start um, seeking the help and becoming the best version that they can be. If, if I was able to come out of where I came out, anybody can truly. <laughs> oh, such a great way to wrap this up. Normie, thank you. I loved chatting with you here today. And I think our listeners are going to gain a lot from this episode. So thanks for listening in to our, all of our listeners. Norby, thank you for showing up in this space and giving us the encouragement and the support. I think, again, as I said, this topic is so, so important and ladies care for yourself, take care of yourself. It's so important. Um, thank you all for listening. We'll be back again next week with another show. And I hope you have a great week ahead. Thank you for listening to Unlimited Horizons, a podcast hosted by the International Association of Women. If you would like more information about our community, visit our website at www.iawomen.com.